You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode five of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round one and preview of round two of the MLS Fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by Monday Night Games, because why ease you into the MLS fantasy season? Oh, no, wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Uh, Actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. It's because of you and your support that we're able to keep this project going, and we are so, so happy to have you. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Ashley Savage. I'm great. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm awesome. I uh I had a lot of FOMO missing in round one, uh, but I missed it from the happiest place on earth with my family. Uh we'll get into, you know, how that affected my round later. Uh, but I don't since I've been with you guys, I haven't missed a, a first round. So uh it feels it feels good to be back. It is good to have you and and we will be focusing on, on our opinions tonight because Blaine will not be with us. He's uh, nursing a pretty nasty head cold and uh, before that came <laughs> upon him since actually wasn't here with us around one i thought it would be good to have like, classic mlsfi with just the three of us which we have some suggestions for picks from blaine but uh, if he does decide to join us later we will find out uh pretty much as soon as you do and then we'll just keep going from there but i know that this is kind of weird because if you're listening to us right now live on monday the round is not yet over and that's because of weather up there in Ashley's neck of the woods, uh, the, the mm-hmm. northwestern area, the Cascadia area, uh, caused the Portland uh, Sporting Kansas City game to get delayed and the weather even canceled El Trafico. So El Trafico has not been rescheduled yet to my knowledge and the Portland game was moved to Monday and that was deemed to be still part of round one. So we're not over yet. So I apologize if we can't give you all of the stats or as quickly some of the numbers for some of the players, uh, because we just like you, we don't have access to the the quick stats and calculations that have happened. So we'll have that for for round two, but we will do our best for this round one review. And we're taking it a little bit different. Sometimes we just talk about what stood out for us. Uh, Maybe this year we're going to be trying with this format, but it's sort of expectation versus reality. And we're just going to kind of go quickly through some of the games from a fantasy point of view of what stood out to us from each of those. So I'm going to kick us off with Nashville versus New York City. Uh, This is a defensive performance that we expected from Nashville from a fantasy point of view. And Zimmerman getting a goal is just a cherry on top that makes him the standout defender for fantasy. They're pricey, but this is what we want to see from Nashville that we got two years ago that made them just such on that short list for who you wanted to have on your defense. Uh, for those of you who took note, Mukhtar did not start, but he did get some time at the end. So most of us are expecting him to either be starting next week or to be have more than his 15 minutes as he gets eased back into the squad. So keep an eye out for, for Mukhtar. And there was a noticeable dip in, in the scoring during this game of what you might expect uh, from, from these Nashville players. However, Schaffelberg got a goal forward, 6.5 million. Hard to tell if that's going to be something that's sustained because of Mukhtar not being there. And uh, the expectation that held out uh, New York City FC, poor, kind of poor. So 
Uh, probably a team, maybe a team to target just round one. So we'll see what goes on there. Moving down to Atlanta versus San Jose. I feel vindicated. I had that small rant last week where I was like, no, don't pick their defenders. Goals on both sides. That's what happened 2-1 in Atlanta's favor. Uh, and as we did, I think, mention last week, if you're going with someone, it would have been Almeida from Atlanta. He mm-hmm. he had a, a great round. And then uh, Bobasi got the goal for San Jose, who we also mentioned as one of those sort of stealth, cheaper-ish forwards right now. And Espinoza, I think, was the highest scoring player. And he tended to be in that pretty solid point area last year as well. So uh, those mm-hmm. are definitely two names you can look at with San Jose uh, going forward. Uh, something that was... Uh, the reality was not matching the expectations. Charlotte versus New England Revolution. We weren't really sure how to go with this one, uh, but it ended up being 1-0 in New England's favor. I think this speaks well for both teams, actually. Uh, New England, mm-hmm. it was a strong defensive performance that we were hoping for, but weren't sure about the road, and, and they did get that. Uh, they will be pricey, though, so keep an eye on those New England players, especially. I know that'll be a popular goalkeeper option right there. Uh, but we did not really see anything from heel. And I don't know if that just speaks to the away form or to Charlotte's performance there, but uh, or the lack of really good forward options in in New England for for fantasy. So keep an eye on him and what you may decide going forward. But heel did not have a strong performance on the road. Not that that's necessarily unexpected from fantasy history. Uh, and I also still think Charlotte is still worth looking at. 15 shots. Uh, just like New England, so they matched them with shots, but not as efficient as New England was of getting them on the goal. But they're still producing right there. But some of those big name players just did not come away with points. So we're looking for some goal dependence right there for sure. Uh, and then I have a lot to say about FC Cincinnati versus Houston because <laughs> I was at that game. Uh, went up there for a belated birthday present with my my buddy that his wife arranged, and so we went and saw that game. Um, I was not able to do any kind of lineup tinkering because of that huge sympathy for those of you all with season tickets who get to go. The Wi-Fi was atrocious, could not do a thing. And I was just like, that's it. I just, it is what it is. I have to have to go with it. Um, but we had talked about Houston's defense with our expectations reality better than I expected. Uh, we had, we had heard about that coming in. They were better than I expected. They were tight. They held a good formation, uh, but Cincinnati was eventually able to wear them down some because they just didn't have a solid or consistent offense going. So they were constantly pounded, were able to get worn down. But I was impressed with the formation, defensive formation that Houston was able to have. And if you're going to have a Houston player, it's going to have to be Herrera. He was everywhere. He's not playing the number 10 role, but he's pretty much a conduit for creation there on the left wing, on set pieces, all kinds of stuff there. So uh, if you're going to go with that, that's likely going to be the first man on your list. The expectation I had for Cincinnati was I was wary about Vasquez because Santos had been coming on pretty strong near the end of the season. And I think I saw that play out. Of He was very much a target. Vasquez was very much sort of a follow-up, cleanup, Wando-esque type of person. And they just weren't falling to him. And with Santos being there, Vasquez kind of disappeared at times. And it was really his show until he, he was injured. And then Brenner came on it and it switched up the dynamic a little bit. But, but the two biggest takeaways I had from the fantasy point of view was Acosta kind of disappeared. He was floating all over, wasn't really being in that creative role. I don't know if he was just off his game or if this is a new tactic, but he just vanished into the team for large portions of the game. And that was, was not good, but Barial had a fantastic game. And if he's still going to be playing that aggressively as a defender, I think he's going to be a very solid 
option. He was cutting into the middle all the time, putting up shots, putting up crosses. They were playing down the left side very often. And so I think Barrial could end up being a very good deal. Still some worries about defense, though, because uh, Mascara did not like what I saw when he was there. And then when Murphy replaced him late in the second half, did not seem like much of an upgrade, if any, at all. So that left side of their three-man back line, I still think is worrisome. And then I'll wrap up uh, for my little section before we divvy up Blaine's. Uh, Orlando versus Red Bulls. There was a lot of talk about Red Bulls being uh, better than people had expected. I don't know if we saw that play out. Uh, Ojeda did not produce the goals or the, the points that we had hoped many of us had based on his preseason. Uh, but Torres did get a goal, which were were expected uh, from, from some. But So keep an eye. That, that may not be... He's cheap, but he may not put up the points that we're all hoping yeah. for. But they did keep a clean sheet. So Orlando could be a good source of some pretty budget defender options going forward. Uh, and again, I felt like the Red Bulls kind of fell flat. Maybe maybe they'll get it together as the season goes on. But I feel like Orlando might have been one of the easier openers for them. And uh, so some question marks about the Red Bulls. Uh, I guess we'll split. You want to split blanks, Ashley? Yeah, I can. Uh, I had some notes on the Austin St. Louis game that I can get into if you want to do Go for it. Well, why don't you want to do the DC? Okay, sure. I'll wrap up with DC, TFC. Uh, Blaine was looking at these, and uh, he said TFC found some goals, uh, but DCU is not the dumpster fire that many managers expected. I think uh, maybe that's too – I don't know if I expected them to be a dumpster fire. I think I had them as a wait-and-see kind of team because of Mm -hmm. all the changes they had. Uh, But this definitely spoke well for for DC United, especially uh, Bernadeschi that I know we were looking at a a lot. Um, And uh, TFC defense is – going to tfc defense as blaine said so yeah definitely mm-hmm. they gave up three to uh to dc and so i think tfc will probably fall into a, a team you can bet against still at least at the first part of the season and and dc may have some some options depending on the the right setup yeah uh if you didn't watch this atx st louis game for me just as a neutral uh probably game of game of the weekend uh to watch just a lot of uh, interesting back and forths, if you will. Um, I read an article going into the season. I want to say it was a Weeby article. I can't remember now. Talking about how uh, they were worried that Austin might play to the mean this year, right? So not taper off necessarily, but we watched it happen with LAFC. We watched it happen with uh, Atlanta when you break into the league and you and you come out really hot and just kind of uh, hit a little bit of a stall, and I don't know if it's too early to say that about Austin, but um, to lose in your home fortress to an expansion side uh, is not a it's not a great look. Um, but from a fantasy perspective, there are some really interesting takeaways. I'm I'm not sure how injured he is after watching him come out, but Klaus for St. Louis really impressed me um, watching him play, uh, seeing <laughs> seeing his impact, and then. I wasn't on the podcast, but I preached this to just about everybody I know who plays that Stroud was my number one cheap player who was going to start. You know how you look at those lineups, right, as they come out for different teams and projected lineups and whatever, who's sub five that you can pick up, you know, that's not a defender, that is going to start. And can I throw them on my bench to use my money elsewhere? I didn't start him, threw him on my bench. I knew he'd start. I'd seen him get into the attack when he was at Austin and probably two minutes before the goal, I turned to Spencer and said, well, we've already lost the Austin shutout. Wouldn't it be great if Stroud could just put one in 
and I felt like I took over Keller's body on accident and made him do that back pass. And I didn't care because it got 11 points. The price rise for that player alone is going to be worth it. Uh, so that he definitely stood out to me. Um, another, you know, injury comment. I'm not sure how injured Cascante is, uh, but there was, you know, a noticeable dip in what is normally a stellar defense for Austin. That's something I'm going to pay attention to. Uh, you know, the player who came in for him, I think it's Keller, right? Um, I think he just had a very poor game. I don't know if he'll be the person going forward if his Conte is too injured, but um, I, that's something I'm taking note of from a fantasy perspective is that injury. Um, who's going to replace him? You know, can they hold it down as strong? Um, moving into uh, some of the games we, we haven't covered. Um, FC Dallas, Minnesota. I expected an FC Dallas shutout. And I expected FC Dallas goals. And I didn't get either of those things from that game. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't able to watch it. I just looked at the stats. Uh, you know, it was it was definitely disappointing. Um, Miami and Montreal. Um, I also, again, I know I wasn't on the podcast. I'd been kind of high on uh, Calendar as a, as a keeper option, as a 6.0 keeper option, um, and possibly Yedlin too, but I didn't want to double. Um, so it was nice to see them get that shutout. Um, their defense was inconsistent last year, but they, I mean, they had shutouts, right? Like they were inconsistent in that they leaked goals. They definitely also did that, but they would pull off shutouts, you know, against new England and in these games that we definitely had counted them out for. Um, I don't think Montreal is a, is a goal scoring team. So I think this is a expected shutout if you will. Um, but what really surprised me was more that Joseph didn't contribute to either of those goals. Um, that Miami scored without him. Um, so I think I think Montreal is probably a team to avoid or bet against, which I think is what we said in our predictions anyways. Uh, and then lastly, to go super homer, um, my expectation for that Seattle game, I was at that game as well um, with, with my son and husband, and I was expecting kind of like a, a, a tooth and nail 2-1 win. Um, I thought it was going to be a tough win. Uh, I wasn't really expecting a shutout, even though I had – uh, some Sounders defense, but that 4-0 victory from a fantasy perspective was amazing. Uh, Aber was my cheap scrub, loved that goal. Um, Jordan Morris was in and out of my lineup this week, loved his brace. He's the second highest pointed player of round two so far, Jordan Morris with 15. Um, Lodero, a lot of people were really high on him. I wasn't as high on him, but I had him because uh, I was afraid that this Portland game wasn't going to go. Uh, so I switched from Avander to Nico. He got a six. Um, honestly, a little bit more than I was expecting, but probably less than than other people hoped. Um, Reagan and Yamar both with eight with the shutout. So just the the one bonus point. Um, or and then Snuhu and Roldan on the wings posted uh, some nines, which uh, a, a little more more bonus point production, which was a little surprising. Um, so yeah, definitely you know, surprising to to me from the fantasy perspective for the team I pay attention to the most. All right. Anything else from chat that you uh, think that we missed that is important to point out from a fantasy point of view? I was going to say, let's get into round two then. We shall. We'll we do that. We'll get into round two after a, a very quick <laughs> housekeeping section.
Okay, welcome to our housekeeping section. Uh, of course, we went a little bit longer with our review probably in segment one because we don't really have housekeeping updates right now. Since round one is continuing, all of the league updates are TBD. So that that's it. The only quick updates I can give are the Pro Rail League is full. I think there may have been a few people who were sneaking in at, at the very end as I was getting everything lined up who did not leave their leagues when they joined other leagues. So some people may have double dipped. I will deal with you when the time comes. So <laughs> so don't don't think you've got two chances right there. Uh, but but please don't leave because it'll screw everything up the way this works. Uh, so. Uh, but we are strong. 150 player, 150 spots is what we had for the Pro Rail League. And then everything else is the waitlist. The waitlist is available. Uh, if you want to send me a message, I'm happy to send out the waitlist for names and emails that we will draw to next year when we're looking to refill the team or any kind of spots that that come open. Uh, also for the Patreon head-to-head -head league, uh, we had a some. I thought I had changed the numbers of players needed to lock the league but like i said wi-fi was really screwy at the cincinnati game and apparently it did not take so we had an uneven number to start round one so that means uh, it'll be round two when the patreon head-to-head -head league actually starts uh, calculating unless for some reason since i got that 60th person uh, before the end of this portland uh game that it fixes everything magically and it's like sure this is what it would have been there we go i don't i don't know what'll happen but uh, that one may not be until round two. So that's the only league at the updates I have right now. But moving into round two of MLS Fantasy, everything starts on Saturday, March 4th at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with LAFC versus Portland. So it's sort of kind of two games in a week for Portland. I mean, they are playing right now on Monday. Saturday's a long way away, so I don't think we'll have to fear much impact from, from this quick turnaround uh, as long as everybody stays healthy for this game, which we hope they do. Uh, but that's it. Everything kicks off at 4.30 on Saturday, March 4th, and then the bulk of the next <coughs> game start at 7.30. We have some 8.30s and then some 9 and 10s after that. I had a question during last week when I, I have not got a chance to make the switcheroo video yet, but I made some comments saying, I hope you had your Nashville and New York City players on your bench uh, so that you could utilize the switcheroo. And there was some confusion about that. So I'll try to do a quick explanation right now uh, until I can get a chance to make the video. Uh, basically, what it comes down to is with the MLS system, if you have LA player, LAFC players and Portland players on your bench for round two, you will get to see what their score is before the 7.30 games kick off. Uh, you'll have at least like an hour before those games kick off. That means if you like their score, if you get Vela and he goes off with a hat trick and you have him on your bench, you can make sure that you have him sub into your team by putting in some 4.0 scrub onto your onto your field who is not going to play. Mm -hmm. And you can force that auto roux, which we usually call right there. You can force the auto roux. You can force the switcheroo, depending on how you've got your team set up uh, so that you get to those points. And on the same token, if you have a bench full of players from that game that don't hit twos and threes, you can then swap whoever you had in your lineup as a scrub for someone who has yet to play exactly. money, money willing. That's a little tricky exactly. at this time of year, but generally that's the exactly. concept, right? And that's where the switch comes in auto route. That's just what the game will do automatically. If you have a player on your bench uh, who can sub in and you have a player on your field who does not, they will automatically sub into your team. So that's the auto route. The switcheroo, just like Ashley said, is where you uh, decide that you don't like those points. And so you switch out a player from your field with another player who has yet to be 
playing in the game and scoring points. So uh, that's that's just the benefit of the MLS system with our rolling lockouts. And so this it's always easy with the setups of a 430 game to have those players on your bench. You can also do it with any of the 730 uh, players, which with the uh, 1030 games. So uh, there's enough time right there. It gets it gets kind of dicey with uh, anything else. And if games are played over multiple days, like last week with uh, or I guess this week, technically with the Monday game, you could have also have used the the Portland and Sporting Kansas City players in any kind of of switcheroo otteroo but that's that's the the quick version of it again i'll try to make a video that actually uses some examples with the week but that's what we're going for with the switcheroo and the otteroo works the same way with keepers called the keeperoo and uh yeah that's that's a quick thing uh we are not going to cover oh sorry no double games but minnesota is not playing this round so if you're looking for some players who are definitely not going to be playing and to help utilize your switcheroos and otteroos minnesota players are the ones who you are going to want we're going to skip our injury section because, again, this round is not over. There are still some changes mm -hmm. that could come with disciplinary rulings or even, even this game that is currently going. So be sure to head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord and uh, check out the pin post for the Mega Reference. That is a community-led project where everyone kind of pitches in to try to keep track of all of these injuries and, and substitutions and just changes and call-ups that happen during games. Uh, but not refs. I got to see a, a ref swap during the Cincinnati game. First time ever with a, with a line ref getting swapped. Uh, the, the big screen having like Ben Olsen up there with in his uh, lip reading that he was doing. I was doing of him. Uh, pretty, pretty priceless right there. But we don't track the refs, but uh, we do track the players. So head over there to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. The easiest way to find out how to join because it's free is to go to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. There's the link and you can hop right in our main MLS chat and up there pinned in the top right corner with a little pin icon, push pin icon. Now you can find uh, all the important posts, including the mega reference. So go check it out. But now we are going to talk about our player targets for round two. Okay, we're back and we're ready to talk about our player targets for round two of the MLS fantasy season. Caveat again, round one is not over, and so we're doing our best to, to to identify with the information that we have so far. If we do mention any prices or, or player points, still subject to adjustments that could happen after this podcast has dropped. So let's start out, as always, with keepers and defenders. And since we all have some picks, I can mention we have a, a, a consensus this week. Ashley, would you like to announce it since it comes from your team? Yeah, sorry, Portland almost just scored. Ah, uh, Pulse Camp, what a double save. I got distracted. Uh, yeah, Reagan. Reagan is cheap and starting. Ariaga is on the outs. I I had read that he was already going to be um, out by now. So Reagan has been starting 5.0 defender, got eight points the first round. Um, I think we'll probably be projected to get a similar score against RSL at home. Um Definitely someone that, you know, I'm looking to have, have in my lineup um, just to save some money and, and hopefully pick up some shutout points. Not, not a big bonus point guy, Reagan. And I will say the reason I, I switched from him to someone else in round one was he's a little card happy. He's young. He's super young, right? So he tends to just kind of make these errors where you just kind of shake your head and you're like, oh, bud. <laughs> Uh, so discipline is one for me that it, it, he makes me a little nervous, but it's round two, you know, he's, 
he's gonna be but when fine. he gets that card count up we may pass on him at that point that's yeah right exactly well, who else are you targeting yeah. for your keepers and defenders for this round I like Petrovic for this round. Um, that's that's who I, I think I will go with as my early keeper. Um, depending on who starts for LAFC, I, I might consider that that keeper. The the starter is supposedly only 5.5. It's supposedly not McCarthy at 6. Um, and then I'll probably go to Fry, the 7.30, the night game. Um, I know we haven't seen him yet, but I, like Colleen said, um, pro- probably – from LAFC defense, um, I'm considering Marie from mm-hmm. San Jose. Uh, eight points, uh, only five mil, eight points without a shutout. Um, an interesting SJ defender. I, I'm kind of into San Jose this week. Uh, I also like Reagan, like we said. Um, and then I'm considering Philly, even on the road. Money makes me nervous. No shutout last week was a real bummer. Um, more of a bummer if you had Glassness, but... I had uh, Inbiza. So, I, had, I don't know. I I feel like Philly on the road was irrelevant last year, right? Um, but for some reason, at the start of a season, I always get a little more cautious, and I think that that can, can bite me sometimes. So, I, I will probably throw um, a Philly defender in there as well. I mean, it's not a bad, a bad matchup. Miami did get a couple of goals, but it was against Montreal, so not not there and right. and exactly. Mi- Miami's defense also suspect as well. I mean, that was just sort of a sloppy game in general. Uh I was really glad to see the yeah. return of condensed games on on Apple TV, so it was nice to catch up on some of these these little games you want to get those tidbits from. Yeah, very sloppy right there. Blaine has some information. He thinks uh Stuver on, on either end, uh, he wants to see the Portland results before looking at LAFC, Portland, Seattle as a second goalkeeper. So, he's all over the place and also Yes, of course, Reagan, but he's looking at Parker, uh, Kalmanic as a value play over there with with Austin. And then um, he thinks they're all mm-hmm. coming off of solid scores. It should be due for a price increase. Uh, if you did not check it out, Blaine had a price increase video that dropped last week. It's it's there in the in the timeline, the season nine playlist, if you want to check it out and just see what his some of his thoughts are. Very much into value building early on is his game, is Blaine's plan. And so that's what he likes to target those players. Uh, I agree with Ashley about Petrovic. I, I think that's uh, – I, I like what I saw from New England and having them play at home against Houston, who I also saw play and was not super impressed with their attack. I, I think they will struggle more with New England than they did with, with Cincinnati. Uh, they try to do a lot of stuff right right down the middle sometimes <laughs> with those crosses, and, and I think New England will be able to take care of that pretty well. Uh, I, I'm not really – looking for a keeper he's 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 expensive and uh it's not a lot of difference with the keepers and so i i feel like that i'd be okay to save some of that money for the field and just go with with a cheaper prob- probably a minnesota keeper just to make sure i don't have to worry about anything uh, or maybe try to find some price rise who knows what i'll do but i'm just playing to roll with with one keeper and uh i do like petrovic as there as far as the back line i, I just ran with three players last week i may do something pretty skimpy again to try to to, to keep it cheap. I made sure I double up with New England. Uh, Romney is likely going to be the cheapest way into the New England defense, even after this week, where we expect them all to have price rises. Uh, but he will be pretty cheap. Reagan is going to be essential, I think, to that. And and then you can look. Uh, uh, Kamonic could be, again, value increase and pretty low there, depending on what you think of FC Cincinnati with how they played and maybe struggled uh, sometimes with some of their offensive production. Uh, Orlando uh, could 
could be a tough, a tough defense. They, they might be a good defensive option right there. So uh, could be some price rises and some value as well uh, there. And of course, who knows, after we see Sporting Kansas City in Portland, we may have more thoughts about their players, but both on the road. So uh, not sure how that's going to pan out. Uh, looking over, let's see here. We have uh, Tate who mentions Stuver. Uh, Chicago at home versus New York City is interesting to me. I agree. Uh, I think you could actually look at some of the Chicago players yeah. if you want to roll with them uh, on defense uh, or even maybe maybe an attacker. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But I think that could be it. Uh, not very impressed with New York City. So uh, first game of the season could have a nice little differential option there uh, for for Chicago, which I'll take the opportunity to plug again at MLSFancyBoss.com. Tyler Ranchinator. Uh, is always pinning the differential articles, differential articles, I'm sorry, I should say for us, who tries to find some of those under-the-radar players that might help you differentiate your team from the others. And he may, may very well likely have Chicago player this week. We will have to wait and see. Yeah, looked like a mess. That's that's true. That's true, Tate. Definitely looked like a mess. Okay, well, let's move on to our midfielders. Uh couple of, of consensus picks here. We all liked Almada and we all liked Drusi, uh, even with, with the loss. Uh, I think we liked Almada because we, we don't like Toronto. And Almada had a great game last week going up mm-hmm. against the weekend Toronto defense. I think that's something all of us like. He'll likely be pretty chalky this week. Mm-hmm. Drusi may not be super chalky. I, I don't know. He's definitely on here because people are betting against Montreal uh, but people still have some concerns about maybe some point sharing of where Drew is going to be with Zardes or with Fagundes. And I, I think you had some notes about that, Ashley, that I'll let you get into again for this section. Um, yeah. But Blaine had some notes for us. He thought Drusy had a solid showing and that Montreal is a dumpster fire. So that's why he's going with him. And I think that's why most people are going to go with him if he's going to be, be your chalk for this week. He also liked Gazdag on the road for Philly. Um, he is definitely a go-to, and we already mentioned that we had some questions about Miami's defense, so I think that makes sense. Uh, Christian rolled on. I'll let uh, – Ashley, do you want, you want to talk about, about that okay. one? I mean, not by choice uh, for, for midfield. I guess I don't know how much is Christian. Um, okay. He, you know, he got a goal. Um so I think that makes him look good for the price rise, right? It's kind of nice to hop in um, when a player's about to get a price rise, but he's eight million. Um, so you know, it's not like he's a he's a budget midfielder, right? Um, you know, all the Seattle midfielders are expensive, and so that's not who I would I would pick from from that that Seattle midfield. But he does attack from that right wing, and like we saw this weekend, he got a goal from it. But um, not, not a lot else coming from there for me. I would touch on something that's going on in chat right now real quick. Talking about Chicago maybe being rusty and some comments about couldn't you use that same argument for everyone? Absolutely. And, and so I, I'm not too worried about someone being rusty. It was pointed out Chicago played a friendly this week, so they stayed active. Um, L.A. didn't play. The other L.A. didn't play. And so, I mean, we're... We can we can talk okay, about that. Fun, yeah. These are professionals. They've been getting ready over all this preseason, and they surely have been doing something during this time where they've not been playing. So I, I there could be some just familiarity and some form that we're looking for players to build. I think that's a valid argument, which I would differentiate from rust, uh, just building that connection and that and that mm-hmm. pattern with your team. But uh, we we saw some weaknesses in New York City, and I think that's why we're looking at. 
at Chicago in general. So I'm not on board with the rust argument, just to jump onto that one while we're, while we're mentioning it. I might hear that argument a little bit when it comes to uh, the LA teams, because that was a huge game, heavily hyped, a big opportunity that was canceled last minute. Sure, um, sure. Do you know what I mean? And, and I, I, as far as I know, I don't think that they got anything done because it was raining in Los Angeles. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> I don't know that, uh, you know, they got to run out like Chicago did, but those are two teams we tend to trust more than Chicago, right? Like with Chicago, if they didn't had to buy, I think a lot of us would be like, Oh, but are they rusty? But with the, the two LA teams, there's some more consistent fantasy players on those teams, right? That we would trust whether they were just coming off a buy or not. So, but I will say, I think that situation maybe affected yeah. those teams sure. a little yeah. differently. Right? And Blaine's last player was a Hayda. And again, he didn't have a great round. I think he got three points. He's listing him as a value pick. We'll probably lose price. Uh, so he'll be a little, maybe a little bit hit to the budget for, for this mm-hmm. round, but he's looking at him as a pure value player. And I get it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sold on him myself this week. Actually, who are you looking at? Uh, very briefly, I feel like this is a great spot to say it. So I didn't get to do a ton of prep for week one because I was on vacation with my family. I try to really check out when I get that time we were on vacation for a week. I went and looked at your guys's uh, notes for the, the rundown before I made my team Saturday, Friday night, I think Saturday morning. I didn't even know who that was. <laughs> I had no, I hadn't even Great his name i looked at the <laughs> i looked at the price and i was like okay i guess i see it so i didn't bandwagon that at all and i felt very good about it because sometimes you see a name right like Stroud. you see a name you're like oh i didn't know that player played all the time and they're kind of cheap i'll throw him in my lineup but i just skipped right over him because i had no idea who he was and i feel good about that after this uh listen i almeida is the first name on my list right you got 13 points it's nine million but when you look at those goals, Galazos, yes, I mean just two Galazos. We talk, uh, people talk a lot about how Jersey is goal dependent. If you look at Almeida's week one, he got one bonus point, one, right? So, I think goals should come through him against Toronto, which is why I like him. But I, I do think it's worth noting. Those two goals were two of like the best goals we might see all season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm what I mean? Uh, I just think that's important to know before we get all chalky. He's gonna be a chalk pick. I get it. Um, I again, I don't know what my deal is, but I'm also kind of feeling Espinoza this week for San Jose. Um, he's eight million, which is a little a little cheaper when it comes comes to midfielders. Um, and he got nine points and he looked really good in that game away from home at the bank. Um. I I feel like I got to grab heel this week. Only six points, um, you know, in kind of a tough, tough playing environment. But um, the nine and a half mil is just hard, right? Isn't it hard to see? I don't know. Pick, picking the most expensive player is always a little tough at this time of year. Um, but I'm definitely going to grab Gazag. I know it's on the road. Um, I just I just think he looked good enough and his point production was there. I know PK is whatever, but still. Um, and then I like Drew Issey. Um, I, I like that matchup. I thought he looked good. I pulled my armband from him last minute this week, so that really pissed me off. Um, and then I'm just rolling budget, Stroud, rolling that Stroud, riding that Stroud train as long as I can take it. 
uh, you know, for my bench points to try to save money. No, that's so, fair. Uh, yeah, that's probably going to be what I look at on, on my list too. Uh, Charlotte did have have a good showing, but they they did not get the results they wanted, and maybe St. Louis will. I don't know that that'll be an interesting game. I think, nonetheless. Uh, if Louis. we want to talk about goals that can't be replicated, though, that that's Stroud yeah, goal yeah. should no, that, never. That's to ride again, the budget so. increase train. That's that's a hundred percent what yeah, that is. Exactly, so I, I get exactly. it. I get it for everyone who wants to go with that. Uh, I have some overlap with with both of you all. Amada, I, I like. I mean, yeah, goals you may not see again, but uh, that's great for the form. That's great for the confidence. And I in Toronto, I think is weak, and so I think it's it's a, a natural where we could see another good performance for him. Uh, Gazdag, I think is one I really want to go with. Heel, uh, I'm on the fence with. I have him on my short list right now because of past performances and um, the matchup that they have at home. But but he's definitely on the short list, Rusi. And the name we haven't mentioned, I have seen in chat. I have him on my list here. Zella. Zella Rayon. Uh, all, yeah. all of the goals I were scored by it. Philadelphia in the 4-1 win against Columbus. Uh, so yeah. so there, there's that. But we we were not sure about that game. We knew Philly was tough. We knew that there's mm-hmm. new things going on in Columbus. And so there were questions marked there. And I know we all wanted to see that. But Zella got four shots. Uh, Cucho got three shots. I mean there was still opportunity there in that game. And so I think that that Zella could be a, a pretty good option in round two. He's at home against DC, who even though they got three points, they allow two, and I don't rate them very high. So I think this is a great bounce back game for Columbus. And, and I think uh, Zella is, is going to be someone who's on my short list going yeah. into this round. Some other players I thought about that we just haven't seen enough is is Push. Uh, he's the, the only one from LA who you're going to want if you want to go with that. Uh, he is away against Dallas, and like you were saying, you were expecting goals from Dallas. You were expecting clean mm-hmm. sheets from Dallas. You got nothing. So if if they're going to struggle, I got nothing. That that could be an option right there. A differential pick maybe. He. He was in my team for week Dang. one until the game got canceled. He was a, a midday. I, re- I really liked out the gates from his point production. We already mentioned season. Chicago. Uh, I got Shakiri on my list here uh, against that New York City FC game. I could see that being uh, maybe a nice way for him to ease back into the season and, and see what happens. And then I know we had already talked some about, about Roldan. I just had a question mark of Seattle mid. You said they're expensive. We had that question of are they going to be sharing points a lot like Houston yep. of past. And so – just in general, Ashley, what's your take on Seattle midfielders? Is it wait for one to come out, or is this really like <laughs> a throwing a dart at the dartboard kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I think that this is like like when we talk about Dallas mids, right? We we talk a lot about like, oh, well, who's going to score? Houston used to be like this for a while. Um, Atlanta had had moments of that, right? In the in the in the Barco Barco Moreno days, who's who's going to get the points there? Um, for me, I think. It it's, should be Nico Ladero. So he's only a half a mil more. He's 8.5. There'll be a price rise. Um, but he should generate the most bonus points. He's still the 10. He still takes mm-hmm. corners. He'll take PKs. Um, he's on most set pieces. He's garbage at corners and he's garbage at set pieces, <laughs> but he's still <laughs> the one that does assist it. Assist points. Every so often, every so often, Joao Paulo will take one of those things. Um but Rusnak sits back too deep. Um, you know, Christian is on the wing. He just doesn't usually – he is incredibly goal-dependent, Christian Roldan. 
Um, Nico produces more bonus points. I think that's the safest, like, floor, if you will. Um, but I think Christian is h- half a mil less. And if you're going to go anywhere else, um, that would be my my second stop. But like I said earlier, I think there's some better 8 million middies this week. Um, until we start to see prices mm-hmm. kind of shift a little bit. Um, I would expect Nico to go up and Christian to go down a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, he might, he might be a little yeah, more and- appealing, but also price rise. Right. So he definitely wasn't projected to get, to get mm-hmm. a goal Christian hold on. Um, so he might be worth exactly. it. And of course the way these that. stats work underneath it is to taking set pieces helps you have a better chance of getting crosses. Crosses only happen if your player your teammate receives the ball within the box. So that's the advantage of those of those set pieces there. Even if they're garbage at them, as long as he hits one of his players, he gets yeah. he gets that point. And of course, yeah. we're going to have to give a shout out to sure Mukhtar with Nashville. Very much dependent upon what is happening with that lineup. Uh, New York Red Bulls could be a decent one. Don't know if I'd want to jump on the bandwagon when they're on the road. If I'm going to talk about Rust, it's a player coming off an yeah. injury that I'm going to be like, is there some rust there that needs to get knocked off? Yeah, but he got an assist in minute one. Did I you did watch not. the buildup to not. that goal? That's, too? And that's he fair. looked amazing. I'm with you, though. You're right, because he's probably only going to play 60. That's, that's the question. Starts, so, so. Uh, do you like a 60-minute? Uh, well, exactly. is, is a 60-minute Hani Mukhtar better than yeah. some of these other players that we maybe even on the fence for? Like, if you're thinking of heel, is a 60-minute Mukhtar on the road to Red Bulls better than a 90 minute mm-hmm. heel at home to Houston. I don't know. These are the questions you can have. These are the comments you can hit us up with on Twitter or at yeah. Discord. And we would love to hear <laughs> your thoughts. Maybe we'll do a Twitter poll about that. All right, let's move on to forwards now. No consensus picks here. So we can, uh, we had some maybe twos yeah. going on or maybe some of us could go either way, but I think this would just be a good conversation. Ashley, what do you think? Yeah, so I was looking a lot at the the cheaper but not dirt cheap defend or strikers for week one, uh, and another striker that I had to swap out of my lineup was Okoku. Um, I think Bella and Bowanga are going to be the, the heavy hitters, but they're really expensive. So who's a striker that I know will play and could get on the end of some good playmaking for a goal? Right. Um, Opoku is only seven million. Uh, I liked him for week one. I will consider him for a week. I want to see how the rest of this Timbers game ends up. Um, how's David Bingham? How's this back line? Uh, but depending on the Portland game, I think a Poku at home, not having played yet, is a is a cheap option. Um, I like a Bobasi at home. Uh, you know, he just got goals and minutes played, but he's only eight and a half, which is just a little a little bit cheaper. Um, and then I, you know, I said this to, at the top of the show, but. Um, I had Jordan Morris in my lineup back and forth all day yesterday. Uh, and, oh, him and Abear, him and Abear. Uh, and as you know, Sawyer's a huge Jordan Morris fan, so I felt like I really disrespected him uh, by going with Abear. Uh, but Jordan Morris is the is only eight million, and he's the second highest pointed player for this round so far. So um, I think it's a decent shout at home against RSL. He tends to play well against them on the wing. Um, but Aber at seven, he's going to start. Raul Ruiz Diaz is not expected to play um, again this weekend. He had some good chances. Um, Aber did. He, he probably could have had a second goal for sure. Um, so I, I think that you know he's a he's a decent um, a, a decent cheap seven million sounds ridiculous to say it's cheap, but uh, cheaper striker. And then 
the you know the last one I'm I'm kind of considering even though I didn't produce is Cucho. I think you're right. I think we're kind of um not not really paying attention to Columbus because they did nothing and just got steamrolled at Philly. But at Philly's a tough place to play. Um, so you know that Cucho Zella combo was something we had almost weekly during the, a stretch of last season. So um, I definitely think that's someone to. Consider. And I will add that that Gene from Chad, who's one of our long term uh, top fantasy players, uh, says stick with a bear. He's going to thrive in Seattle, and he is a New York City FC fan, so he he's seen him yeah. and that system come over. So there's some endorsement for. He just won't start once Rui Diaz is healthy is, is the problem. Formationally, he's not going to start. Which is not something we care about for this round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blaine is waiting to see how Agata does in the Sporting Kansas City game. Um, of course he but is. But it's against Colorado, which I'll mention some of that. Uh, he also likes Bear as a switcheroo. He, and this must have been very hard for Blaine to type. I know, it's so hard to read, isn't it? He is fading Zardes after the two, which I'm... I'm assuming means the second round. So he's planning to fade Zardes. No, he got two points. Oh, after the two. Played. Okay, okay. So there we go. I was like, mm-hmm. he, see, he was not clear. And I was like, did he, did he mean? I thought he was saying he was going to go with him, but uh, he thinks no. he's at too great of a risk for value drop. So uh, totally we, does. we will, we will see how that goes. Uh, so for me, I like the Bobasi. He's someone who I'm, who I'm taking a look at myself. I, I do like that matchup against Vancouver. I was really interested in seeing Vancouver play with their new keeper to see how that would turn out. And uh, RSL dropped a couple on them. And I'm, I'm not really sure what to think of RSL yet. Um, so I, I don't know how to take that game. Glad got one of the, the goals though. So a, a defender goal, mm-hmm. which he's not normally, uh, but Krylak also got a goal. And and that's something I want to keep an eye on is, is how he goes. Uh, but Vancouver did, did drop. And so I, I like San Jose's chances against them. So Bobasi is someone who I'm considering. I'm still up in the air with, with my forwards right now, especially since I haven't been able to play around with my budget. Um, I'm interested in Agata. I, I know there's been some hype. I want to see how he does in this Portland game, but a lot of it is if you didn't see some of the the tweets recently, uh, Colorado is has got some some injuries, has got some losses and absences, and so a lot of key players, including Price, who who have been injured and may not be available for the second round. And I want to keep an eye on that because I I may go with the Agata on the road if I see a good performance tonight yeah. and if I'm looking at maybe taking some advantage of some weaknesses that could be in Colorado and of course for me uh, the third player that I'm looking at seriously is uh, Cucho uh, again Columbus I think that's a good matchup I think that pairing with Zella Ryan is good and he got three shots uh, and that's and that's nice I want to see my forwards who are shooting and, and three is a good solid number for for me and I think that could be more in the game against DC, who will potentially give up, give up more, um, Morrison on the fence. Uh, I do like a bear probably more than Morris, but he's someone I'm yeah. going to keep an eye on, uh, going to chat. I'm not seeing any other names popping up in chat. I think some of these other ones are risky. I mean, new England, we've talked about their defense in the midfield. It's, it's kind of a roulette with forwards right now with arena for who's going to be up there. I'm not seeing consistency. So I'm a little afraid to go with uh, a revolution forward, um, potentially you could look at Torres down in, in Orlando if you want to bet against Cincinnati's defense, which is still kind of shaky. So I can definitely understand that. Um, St. Louis, I don't know. I mean, that's they're, they're just that game. I know I'm really interested in the St. Louis and Charlotte game because I still have some questions about both teams. So that could be really fun. It could be some goals on both sides. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, but it's, it's not something 
that I think other names that we have mentioned would be displaced by with going with one of those players. They would be total differentials or some sort of switcheroo that you might be trying to to play right there. So I don't know. And I think you you did touch on uh, LAFC very well for, for how you're going to be considering them based on what's happened. Well, let's move on to our captains. Ashley, who are you looking at? Yeah, I, uh, I'm considering Espinosa at home against a shitty Vancouver team. Um, or I'm also considering Drusy. Uh, I think that, you know, Austin's going to have a little bit, not, I don't want to say more to play for this week, but um, I expect him to produce against Montreal, <laughs> I guess is the easiest way to say it, right? I think that, uh, that, that he should do well at home against Montreal. But I also thought, you know, Austin was going to do a little better at home against an expansion team and they didn't. So um, that might be just hedging my bets that he's the one who contributes to goals uh, in a game. I would expect goals. Uh, so right now I'm, I'm, I'm going back and forth, but I like the two of them the most uh, this week. And then going over to Blaine for his captains, he's looking at Gazdag on the road versus a terrible Miami defense is how he describes it right there. Or back to DeRussi for versus Montreal. I think that's a I think God's dog's a solid road pick if you if you like that so can't uh can't fault right there. I think uh Drusy's yeah definitely a good option. I think Zella is solid. Again, I'm pretty high on Columbus this round so I think Zella is definitely an option. A lot of it is because I like some of the underlying numbers that he still generated during this this week where he didn't score very very well but he has some good production of the bonus points which I'm liking. Uh, Almada could be another another one that maybe that's more of a differential captain. But I think against that Toronto FC, you could see him have another good game, and, and that might be a good captain shout right there. Uh, of course, classic for Ashley. Chad is saying Breck Shea should be uh, yeah. an option right there. Where is he? <laughs> this you gotta you gotta do it. You gotta find him. I'll find That's him. That's right. I'll find you gotta him. go all Carmen San Diego him. on him to get that one <laughs> worked out. Uh, but no, people also echoing God's dog, so he could be. I'm looking forward to the to the poll that we do, uh, which reminds me as well, this is just like a continuous flow of, of plugs during this show. Uh, but each week we do have a Discord player poll. Christian, who was on the show last week, helps organize that. And so all of our Discord members, once that's posted, you can vote for the players that you're considering for your team. It doesn't have to be your team, just the players that, that you like, multiple players for each position. And it sort of creates our own little community best list so skyler will write the article for mls for who he thinks and how they're ranked we do ourselves we just hold the community the peanut gallery put it out there and i list every player that gets at least 20 percent of of uh, feedback from the votes from everyone who participates so it, it varies how many people participate so if you want to take it or leave it for the numbers but we do that every round so that we can get that out there and it's a great way to participate with the community and help spur some discussion for who you are considering well, just two of us actually kind of went through it pretty quick. Uh, again, yeah. the round's not over yet. Uh, as of this recording right now, it is still 1-0 in favor of Portland. So uh, yeah. for those comments we made about Agata, might not happen for that round. So we'll see what ends up happening after this is over. Prices will change. Uh, there can be adjustments to the point, so beware of all that. That usually happens around Wednesday, If uh, for those of you who are new to the system or need a reminder. Uh, and if you are mad about price adjustments, hit up at DraftKicks or at MLS Fantasy on Twitter because Skyler loves to get your feedback about stuff. No, he's really great about that. So uh, he can usually provide some explanation of, of what's going on. 
But that's all that we have for the show tonight. We'll go with our, our plugs. Ashley. Uh, everyone who hates the Sounders will hate it, but I'll do it anyways. I want to plug them because uh, our son got picked as a mascot this week. And it was the loveliest experience I've ever seen. All these kids had such a great time. The organization took such great care of them. It was so cool. He got matched up with a Colorado player. I should look up who, who it was. I didn't recognize him. He got matched up with a Colorado player. Uh, and as the game started, uh, one of one of our players, Christian Roldan, got fouled pretty hard. And Sawyer yelled out, boo, Colorado, except for number five. Really nice guy. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's who he walked out holding hands. And, uh, you know, we got to see video of him on the MLS social media account, you know, you know, for the Sounders game, skipping around and just so happy. And so uh, as a parent, as a kid who lived to want to be a bat girl or ball girl for the Seattle Mariners and never got to watching Sawyer be a mascot for the Sounders this week was just a really cool parenting moment. So shout out to them for making his slash Spencer's and my dream come true. I feel like we should be going <laughs> Uh, quick chat. Who is uh who is number five for for Colorado? But it's I looked his name up, but I don't know how to say yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know Mac either. Maxo, he's new this season. He played. He played five. He's a defender. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's a center back. He's very tall, and Sawyer is six. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. We like it. We'll have to hit up Matt Pollard to find out the exact pronunciation so that we don't. Yeah, Sawyer um, wants to send him a thank you card. But you no, know, he should. We should. We can totally. Matt could hook him up. We, you need to I message know, Matt, and, and we will get that hook up, and it'll be uh, hilarity. Not, we'll ensue. not number five. Really nice guy. Well, without any of our guests, I will take the opportunity to plug the Discord community uh, for MLS Fantasy Boss. It's it's a fantastic place. It continues to grow. We have uh, maybe over a 1,000 members now with, within our, our main chat. It is a friendly community where if you want to come and ask questions about your team, that is welcome. If you want to come and just talk general soccer, that is always welcome. We we try to keep things focused on fantasy during the fantasy season, but totally understand that during game days, you want to want to have some chats. We are open to some lighthearted banter, but we do always expect themes to be kept civil. Uh, but yeah, so head over to the Discord community. It's it's an absolute great, great place to hang out and share this fantasy experience that we all have. MLSFantasyBots.com slash Discord. Easiest way to do that. You can also, while you're there, check out the articles popping up at MLSFantasyBoss.com and the podcast, MLS Fantasy Insider, which you are listening to at this time, is also posted there in case you missed something or want to check us out on YouTube or uh, streaming through any of your favorite podcasting services. Uh, you can check the links that are embedded right there. Always appreciate comments. Always appreciate listens and likes and, and retweets. It helps with the algorithm. It helps expand our community. And it's such an awesome opportunity. And if you want to contribute to that and be a part of that patreon community as i already mentioned patreon.com slash mlsfi is where you can find out more about that to get cool stuff like like pins and magnets and stickers and and challenge coins and stress balls and the other things that i'm ordering that are that are being shipped in that'll be be awesome to send out for people to to show off and maybe stick up at stadiums who knows and do all that but uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us this week. We look forward to having Blaine back and wish him well that he gets over his, his head cold. And as always, good luck. Mm -hmm.